0: Hello, this is Ken, your RV navigator.
1: And Martha, the co-pilot, talking to you from our lavish at-home studio (laughs)
0: in Ken's man cave. Oh, but it's so cold. It's November, and this is almost like Alaska. Yes, we have been
1: uh, enjoying the cold weather. I'm hoping that you will not be bothered by the sound of the heater churning out the BTUs behind me because I am (laughs) freezing.
0: Well, but you were freezing in Alaska, too. Yes. you have very thin blood. I did, uh, of course, winterize the old RV, which was a, a a fun project. And if you live in the Northland, you had better get out and do yours, too, because it was going to get to be winter. Always a sad day. And be sure that you do all the things that need to be winterized. And every don't forget year, the ice maker. Every year I seem to forget something, and this year it was the ice maker. But fortunately, I had this... <laughs> revelatory moment in the middle of the night when I remembered that the ice maker wasn't uh, winterized and so I had to go down and and take care of that after doing the regular so you've probably done that I would think that that's fairly common but if you forget then when you turn on the water in the spring
1: and you also want to make sure you take all the food items out or you will end up with a dead mouse beneath your sofa cushions another memorable moment (laughs) Aha, uh-huh, the life of an RV here.
0: But things are put to sleep for the winter. It is November and Halloween is here, and we are once again thinking about uh, where we will be spending our winter because we. <laughs> this has been an incredible year because we have spent eight months in the RV and then we spent a couple months in Turkey and. We have hardly spent any time at home, so now... People been...
1: ask us, why do we have a house? And Sometimes I don't know <laughs> yeah. quite what to say.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. But uh, we've been glad to be home, and we've done quite a few things since we've been here. And besides just the usual...
1: RV recovery. <laughs>
0: well, uh, uh, winterizing the RV. That's not something we should really talk too much about. I think everybody knows how to do it. But we're thinking about mm, suggestions about where to go next January. Mm. We... we... Some people like the cold weather, but I just don't get into
1: it. And some people like to go back to the same warm place every winter. Uh Uh-huh but we are still oh. in the exploring phase i can imagine that sometime down the road we will find the perfect the spot perfect place really and and return to it on a more regular basis uh-huh. but we're looking at the arizona southern california area because we haven't spent nearly as much time wintering in that area of the country as we have in florida and texas so that's the direction we're thinking about for this winter and if you have We any, are doing
0: this on the behalf of our listeners to give them first-hand any... reports so that they know what it's like to go to the different
1: areas of the country and spend the winter. And if you have any suggestions yes. about what we should yes. do or where we should go while we are there, we would welcome them. Uh, we have been there some, but we haven't done an in-depth
0: We're going to try to spend a month in a couple of different places. We are looking at Tucson at the moment and someplace in the... Eastern part of California Palm in the high Springs,
1: desert, yeah desert palms. But we haven't
0: made any reservations yet, really. So, if you have any ideas about places that you found particularly fun and interesting, we we enjoyed the Gold Canyon area of yeah. of uh, Arizona.
1: And after which our, our boonie summer, Phoenix. I feel the need to stay in, in some urban areas, at least part of the winter. Yeah, it'll
0: be nice to be able to put up the satellite dish and we'll actually get all of the signals that or we are to expecting or... Oh, i should mention this we have a, a dvr that attaches to the satellite dish and of course it's a moto set and we have a high definition that we get from it but i decided to spurge when we got home and got the latest direct tv dvr
1: why did we need this Well,
0: because it records
1: four programs
0: simultaneously.
1: Too bad we don't have four (laughs) sets of eyeballs to watch them all. It
0: has a one terabyte drive built into it so that you can record all of these programs.
1: Where's the challenge in that? I used to love to watch you trying to schedule all these shows. a hard time. (laughs) Jeez. Anyway, we have it.
0: But one of the things I found out after buying the HR34, or getting it from uh, DirecTV, is that it requires SWIM single wire multi-switch swm now this doesn't really mean a lot to most people most people have including me most people have uh, multi-switches which is what i have in the rv but the little gizmos that are up attached to your satellite dish whether it's the moto set like we have or any other are called lnbs and those LNBs need to be the correct type. Actually, not the LNBs, but the, the stuff attached to them. And as I found out, uh, we had to swap out the ones at home here for swim versions as opposed, to, as opposed to multi-switch versions, which means that the ones in the RV are no longer going to work. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Because it was a pretty would...
1: easy fix in our house. The guy came over. I don't uh-huh. think we paid him any money. <laughs>
0: We won't pay him fifty bucks. Okay,
1: hardly anything. through
0: through DirecTV. I mean, it was a regular and, service and call. It worked good. It works great, and the real big advantage of Swim is is that you only need one wire coming down from the LNBS, no matter how many uh, receivers that you have connected up to them.
1: And we can't have the guy come over to the motorhome.
0: No, because uh, we have non-standard LNBS. So for anybody of you out there, the reason why this is important is is that if you get a new DVR from DirecTV. That requires swim, it will make your LNBs in your motorhome obsolete.
1: This is only a direct TV problem?
0: I don't know whether uh, Dish uses this or not. I would have taken my direct TV, the DVR, out to the DVD, out to the unit in, the, in January, plugged it in, and I would have gotten no signal
1: and you would have been depressed cuz you have four times as many recordings to watch. But I did as find TV out before.
0: yeah, I did find out that for a few bucks I could swap out the LNBs on mine because they're more or less manually adjustable. But I think if you have a dome or you have uh, maybe one of the wine guard dishes or something like that that you maybe can't do that very easily. So be sure if you're thinking about getting one of the fabulous new Direct TV DVRs that you check it out first. Just a word to the wise. Or maybe you should just go with Dish. But we like having high definition in all of our channels and to be recording four programs simultaneously. Oh, and I also bought the, the this Dish. This didn't have the OTA, the over-the-air tuner, to go with it, too, so I had to spend an extra 100 bucks to get the over-the-air tuner, which plugs into it through USB, which is very convenient. That's one of the reasons I haven't swapped
1: it out before. The credit card has been smoking. <laughs> Yeah, we bought a new car, too. The credit card has been (laughs) spoken.
0: I was very surprised that I like a hybrid. We, Why were you we, surprised? Well, I never, I, I didn't, I, the hybrids that I've ridden in before, just I wasn't very impressed with them. But we bought a nice small hybrid, and we have gotten at least 45 miles to a gallon and even more, and it's very smooth engine, and it works, performs very well. I was surprised because the same car with a gas engine will only get you between 23 and 33 miles per gallon, and we're getting, I mean, this is honest, on the road, gas mileage that we're getting driving around. We're getting 46 all the time.
1: The only problem I can see with this car is it has a number of very interesting gauges, including one where you watch... (laughs) <laughs> How many, we sit there. When the engine is on, when we the got engine the navigation off, system with the because screen. Because you can't tell when the engine is on when the engine is yes, off, and very so cool. I'm so busy studying the gauges, I'm afraid I'm going to. No, you don't.
0: Mean, you don't really mean gauges. You mean the, displays, the electronic displays. display because it has this display, a seven inch display with the navigation and all that sort of I'm stuff. I'm afraid in it. I'm going to rear end somebody while
1: I'm watching all this interesting stuff. It's got a
0: joystick that we can control, and it has USB. I mean, the Bluetooth connection so that we can hook up our phones and answer the phones when it rings. It's way cool. A but I've been, I have been—I was very reluctant to go with a hybrid. But it's a real Ken car. It's got good performance, excellent gas mileage, a enough hatchback. space, a hatchback, all the things that we've been looking for. However, it was kind of expensive. But that's, and we can't tow it. Well, we don't want to tow it. We're not really towing it. Let's see. We started off talking about where we're going to go. Um, so we're looking at Tucson, Phoenix, and then we're going to go to Quartzite. Because there will be lots of gadgets there for us to play around with. Quartzsite, if you haven't been there, is the place you go to go boondocking. And we're actually looking at going to the boondocking rally. Howard and Linda, the RV Dreams people. It would be fun to go and boondock with people out in the middle of the desert, which in the wintertime should be nice and warm.
1: No, it wasn't that warm. Okay, we well, anyway, we're going to go out.
0: for a few days and, and hang out with the folks at RV Dreams and see what uh, the boondocking situation is in the desert. We did it for a brief period of time uh, once before, but... Uh, We're going to go again, and this is the largest of the RV shows uh, in the middle of the desert, Quartzsite, Arizona. And then from there, we're likely to head over to California for a month or so and see what's going on over there. I don't think we'll go to the coast, but we'll try the high desert area and see uh, if we can find a nice place to do some golf and see the high desert area in that in california and be warm and be warm tucson is not that warm in california well you know it's warm in the summer but it's not warm when we want to go there so we'll see this is why we are going to do the research on behalf of all of our listeners we'll let you know we'll let you know how it goes and of course you want to stay tuned to the rv navigator on a monthly basis i had somebody send me an email who said she couldn't find the rv navigator she was wondering what happened to our trip to alaska and really? the rest of you, well, of course, if you're listening to this, you probably haven't had trouble. But if you Where find out she, if there's trouble, she let not us know. Looking at iTunes? I don't know. I don't know why you couldn't find it. If you go to the website or iTunes, to me, it's always there. So hmm. we need to, we need help, technological help. Who do we talk to? Who do we see? All right, uh, other topics that we want to talk about. Oh, as a result of the. Probably need help with this. Uh, the Cherokee, the Grand Cherokee, uh, that we took to Alaska, it actually came through the the, the trip fairly well, being towed uh, 3,000 mile or 10,000 miles behind the RV. We drove it 3,000 miles, but it has a bad cap- a case of bumper rash, which I think I mentioned last time. And I've been trying to get it fixed. There are apparently people who come out and will paint it in your driveway, which sounds very cool. But you haven't found any. Of but I haven't people. found anybody who will do. That. so if somebody has an idea about how to fix bumper rash i would appreciate some help Uh, bumper rash is the all the little dings that you get from stones being thrown up at your bumper
1: even though you have a stone guard
0: they kind of eased around it so i need some help with that and we will be spending a few bucks i guess to get the bumper rash repaired you know not a brand new car it's probably worth it yeah because they look kind of bad it's got about 40 or 50 dings in the in the lower bumper
1: at first, I was hoping it, it was came just good. little tar bits, but unfortunately, yeah, yeah, it was, there were little tar bits, but it wasn't they weren't until all I waxed it that I
0: realized that it wasn't going to come off. How do you like three D TV?
1: Um, it's <clears> quite impressive to watch, but the programming is still in need of help. Yeah.
0: 3D TV is pretty good. We've been surprised. I never was a fan of that either. I and didn't I think like I would be a fan glasses, of it. I not
1: wearing glasses, but they're pretty small and light. We
0: have, we bought a Samsung that has uh, that came with four sets of glasses, which is nice. And we've had some folks over and we've watched 3D on DirecTV. There are three HD 3D channels, so we do have some programming. Although the programming is kind of lame, lame. <laughs> To put it mildly, she says it's lame. (laughs) Yes, it is kind of lame, but it does show off 3D. Tour, it's, you know, travel series of China and
1: But once you get over la- the dramatic effect of the three D Ness, the shows are still. But I I not think of it as kind time. of like
0: color was when it started. Probably off. you know when I first started seeing color T V, we watched the Disney, Disney World. Disney World, right. Yeah. And and we went over to somebody's house to actually watch it. And we've had people over to watch well, we can only have two another couple over to watch. So you better get in line, you better if, you get in line if you want to see. 3D. <laughs> but just like with the hybrid car, I was a little skeptical Uh, I'd seen it in the stores, and I was kind of underwhelmed. But frankly, when you have it in your living room and you see 3D, it is effective, and it does work good, and the glasses work good, and it's easy to use, and it it just works. And that's one of the features of my new DVR, by the way. It records 3D, so we could take it with us on the road.
1: The credit card's been smoking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't even see her being very impressed. even though. I'm... <laughs> well,
1: the other thing this TV does is it makes things that were not recorded to be shown 3D. It's a feature of the TV. That's way into cool. Into 3D. Yes which is very weird, but yes. surprisingly effective.
0: It takes 2D. We can watch a football game, and it takes 2D and turns it into 3D, and it actually works pretty good, which is, I don't know how that works. but All right, other topics that we want to talk about today, the Wilson Cell Phone Signal Booster. Somebody sent me an email, thank you very much, and suggested wanted to know how our Wilson Cell Phone Signal Booster, which I bought especially to go to Alaska.
1: And I said to Ken, what wilson signal and
0: why is that
1: (laughs) because it was less than impressive
0: less than impressive um we bought this just before we left with the idea that it would plug in and provide increased cell phone but of course my cell phone didn 't work anyway, no.
1: well, I, th- I remember one time we it tried was it yeah,
0: and we tr- but we tried it for data service with our sprint air card right. didn 't work very well with there. I think the problem with the cell with the Wilson, probably it 's a decent device but we were just too remote
1: it can only do so much. it can
0: only do so much it only does it on fringe areas and we were not in fringe areas we We were were nowhere we were nowhere so we will continue to try to use it it's still there uh but i cannot give it my enthusiasm
1: yeah
0: are you going to buy a new small ipad i don't think so no
1: no i don't want more gizmos it's not a gizmo i have an ipad and i like it fine and but, I use it every day. But you can't put it in your purse. Well it depends on the purse.
0: Huh. <laughs> is it that big, huh? So the verdict on the small iPad is for three hundred and twenty nine
1: dollars. Well you said you thought it was kind of expensive. Well I do think it's kind who of it's expensive. Competing with. But
0: we do like airplay. Yes. And AirPlay is something that will go great in your motorhome or in your RV RV. because it allows you to connect up the iPad, no matter which one you have, to the TV and watch things from your iPad, whether it's slideshows or pictures that you've taken or movies, whatever, directly on your TV. So the Apple TV with AirPlay and the iPad or the iPhone, frankly, is a really great uh, addition to your system.
1: And the AirPlay device must be easily purchasable because we bought it at the grocery store in Alaska.
0: That's right. And if you can buy it in Alaska, you know it's available almost everywhere. Yeah, the, the Apple TV can be bought at Walmart or Target or Best Buy or any of the big box stores that sell electronics.
1: And it's as small as a deck of cards. Bucks, so yeah. even if you have a small rig, you, you would have room for it.
0: Yes, yes. And so you could even bring it along with you to, on a trip, on a, on a hotel trip. Mm -hmm. So that might be nice, too. We have been very happy. We have been testing the Rand McNally 7720 GPS. And finally... We tested it all summer and gave them all sorts of feedback about uh, exactly how we liked it. And they have incorporated many of the ideas that we had into the GPS. And it is now for sale. So the 7720 is uh, an update, the RND 7720. And it is a update to the earlier model. Uh, lifetime maps built in, faster processor, better screen, all that sort of good stuff. And because it's a nice big screen, it really works well. We have now have two cars. with built-in navigation
1: and they make me mad because you can't do anything with them while you are driving
0: i think we may have bought the last car with built-in navigation because we just don't like the built-in navigation and the one that we have now in the in our new hybrid in our new hybrid is just not as good a gps we don't think and it doesn't have the speed limits and all that sort of stuff so i would think that the same thing holds true for an rv if you're buying an rv i would buy a standalone. And ram McNally has some very cool stuff in the pipeline that you might want to stay tuned for, but this device is reasonably priced lifetime maps, and it does the job and it's the software is very user friendly for r v s and we loved it because you it has such a huge database of campgrounds built in, so we're we, it, <laughs> you know the the books are just notorious for having inappropriate or wrong locations for the or addresses
1: that our yes. gpss can't right.
0: comprehend and so or because
1: gps coordinates that i could because never this enter has properly
0: all of woodalls built into it you just press the button for the campground that you want to go to and say take me there and it does
1: and it always makes road choices that are appropriate for a larger right. rv type it's vehicle.
0: specifically designed for an rv so uh, this is one of the only ones that that really has that feature. Put in that you're 12 foot 6 inches high and it's not going to let you go places that are too low.
1: 12 foot 4 inches high.
0: <laughs> and you've seen pictures of those so you know that they're there. Um, we also want to mention uh, <laughs> we had a nice comment from Eric who sent us an email. Uh, last month we mentioned the splitter
1: I was so excited. I was going to get 45 amps of power because it was going to put together the 15 (laughs) 15 amps and the the 30 amps.
0: Right. So you'd have almost 50.
1: So I could almost cook anything I wanted. And
0: Eric took the wind right out of your sails. He sent us an email and said that the splitter box that we pointed out last month doesn't work when there are GFIs attached to the circuits. And, of course, that wasn't a problem in Alaska, um, but in many places, GFIs... Are very common, and Bahar. so they will trip the circuit, and you won't be able to use it anyway.
1: So, so we I'm have going him, to be safe and sorry. I don't know. We might. Well,
0: he says he hasn't used his in a long time because the it never uh, helped him because it never helped him. So well, we will did, take the advice of our listeners. How much
1: do they cost? I don't know. It was fifty or
0: sixty dollars. They're pretty expensive. But the credit card it's is smoking. Smokin'. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> So if we camp next to an our camping world I may be I may be unable to resist who knows I may just look at it and say, oh.
1: Or you'll be tired of me complaining because I can't make a dinner that includes coffee. Yes. Because <laughs> I run out of power.
0: Oh, is that really a problem? So uh, one of the topics that I wanted to talk about today, I found this uh, website that has top 10 emerging tech trends for 2012. Hey, it's almost the end of the year. And we got to talk about some tech trends. Now, I'm going to put the link up there. You can look at the other nine. But the one that really impressed me that I think is really going to impact you in a big way that you don't even know about is ipv6 Um, right now we are running out of ip addresses uh, and ip addresses are those little numbers that identify your computer or your electronic device when it's on the internet
1: so does our new thermostat have an ip address
0: yes but it's not a unique address back when i was doing internet uh in the beginning you had to have an A true Internet address for every device that you had on the Internet. But now we do virtual networks so that you have private networks so that we can spoof or have fake addresses that the routers understand.
1: Anyway. The eyes are beginning to glaze over. (laughs)
0: How we've been able to work around this up until now is not really important. But what is cool is is that with IPv6, where we will be able to have enough IP addresses for every possible device. As a matter of fact, they mentioned that <laughs> they're expanding the range of IPs so that every Internet use device will have a unique number which identifies it.
1: There will be enough addresses for every star in the known universe to have 4.8 trillion addresses. In other
0: words, there is, there will be enough addresses that will equal the number of molecules on our planet. Okay, so now what this means for you is that when you buy a device, like a refrigerator or any device, that it will come from the factory with a built-in IP, so that it will log onto a network seamlessly, and it will be totally unique.
1: How will they know that? Because
0: they will assign it.
1: Yeah, but if my refrigerator is made in China, it doesn't and make any my difference. dishwasher is made in Brazil. That doesn't
0: make any difference. There's no possibility because those companies, those factories, will have a range. range uh-huh. Will have a range of, and there will be no duplication of them. And then they can be located. Right now, that's a bit of a problem with the current IP scheme um, because many devices are hidden behind firewalls and things, so that you can't really find them, and you have to assign an IP when you get it. So an
1: internet the, can sabotage my refrigerator.
0: Well, this could all this could be some interesting security issues, but it's going to make it much easier to you for you to bring stuff on the network, and there will be many more devices that will be network savvy, like our new thermostat. Don't you like that? We're traveling home. Oh, she's giving me the eye. She's giving me the eye. It's kind of not a the Ken finger, thing. but the eye. It's kind now, of what, a Ken thing. Oh. Well, explain it. Well, explain. Well, now, wasn't it cool? We're driving home, and the house thermostat has been turned down, and we're driving home, and she, and I say,
1: use the app, and she turns the furnace up at home. While I'm on the road, I turn the furnace up in the car so that by the time we get home... We're warm, so that
0: we bought a Nest.
1: I like energy efficiency. That's appealing, right.
0: and it learns your movements and habits, so that it will automatically make adjustments in the in the temperature at your house.
1: What if you're erratic? I think we're kind of erratic. Some days we're home; some days we're not home.
0: You put the it measures your brain waves as you pass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the IP address in my brain? It
0: senses when you're not home so that it turns the heat down.
1: Okay.
0: Or the air conditioning or whatever you have. Okay. So that it's... Yeah, the energy efficiency is And it have. has a web app and it is... But in order for me to hook it up to our network, I had to put it in IP and I had to make it work on on the Wi-Fi that we have here at home. Whereas if it were IPv6, it would just...
1: Does that mean it won't work when we leave and we turn the Wi-Fi off? <laughs>
0: It'll work. It just won't be... You won't be able to talk to it.
1: But I won't want to. I don't know. We'll just turn it on low and leave. Well, it'd be nice to
0: see what the temperature is here. and
1: But then we'd have to pay for the Wi-Fi here. Yeah. Never mind.
0: <laughs> we turn off the, the Internet when we leave. Is that a good idea? Hmm. Okay, so uh, of the ten things, there's some cool things here, but I don't really want to take the time to talk about them. So, the this is an
1: RV podcast,
0: not a tech podcast. Well, but it's RV tech. Okay, so tech. Now, here's the first class B conversion that has a slide out.
1: What a great idea!
0: Well, what's the problem with the slide out, though? Adds weight. Yeah. And so this Class B is probably pretty pretty uh, heavy.
1: But it gets pretty good gas mileage. Class
0: it? B camper vans have come a long way since the days of the old hippie conversion. Now comes the upstart idea from Canada, a Class B with a slide-out and a dry bath. Now, what's a dry bath? I have no idea. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. When I take a bath, it's what? This is a dry bath. No, what does that mean in RV terminology? <laughs> I try to school you on this stuff. Now, now what's the answer?
1: <laughs> that it's separate from the rest of the bathroom. That's what you're telling That's me. right.
0: A wet bath is when the whole bathroom gets wet when you take a shower.
1: When you have to take the toilet paper roll out or it's exactly. all soggy. And
0: we have stayed in our share, fair share of those. Leisure Travel Vans announced the release of their Free Spirit SS, a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van chassis for RVers who don't, mind a minimal, minimalist space environment, getting 19 to 22 miles per gallon, which is nothing compared to the 46 that we get. Uh, but, which
1: is mighty good compared to our motor home. I-
0: you get this nice slide-out, which adds lots of space. Rack and pinion fiberglass slide-out just to the rear of the driver's seat, and it's almost a full wall. A leather sofa bed folds down into a 54 by 80 memory foam topper bed. Under sofa bed, uh, Corian countertop, stainless steel sinks, all that sort of good stuff. And all for the very low price of oh, 120 grand.
1: Well, we found that per square foot, small units like yeah. this are considerably more expensive than big ones. It's it's
0: luxurious. There's no question about it. But uh, you pay for that, and no, it might be an option for some folks.
1: And certainly, if you're nice interested idea. in garaging your vehicle, mm-hmm. it would make it more feasible. Well, it's made in Canada. And 19
0: to 22 miles a gallon is pretty in good. In Canada,
1: case. people are more interested yeah. in garaging there. All right. Uh, 43
0: million Americans enjoy camping, the study shows. American Camper Report, and I'll put a link to this up on the website, shows that camping gained popularity in 2011, adding nearly 3 million participants since 2010. ten. Sixty. Seven percent of the part of participants camped the most in public campgrounds. The average camper went on 4.97 camping trips. Participants traveled a mean of 190 miles away from home to camp. Almost half the American campers planned their trips at least one month in advance. Seventy percent of all trips were, are taken with friends. Hiking is the most popular activity to participate in while camping. Now, how does that fit our style?
1: I don't know how to count our trips because we just have this one giant (laughs) mega trip.
0: (laughs) And we go more than 180 miles from home, I would say. 190, yeah. We also have uh, the report about uh, manufacturing of RVs last year, and it's very heartening once again to see that shipments to RV dealers this year and improved in 2012. A total of 18,976 units were shipped uh, as of uh, September of this year, a 12.7% gain over the same month one year ago. Which so is it was great nice news. to see
1: that in all different categories of RVs, travel trailer, fifth wheel, folding campers, truck campers, uh, motorhomes, there was growth in all those categories. So and in
0: motorhomes,
1: things are picking up.
0: right motorhomes went up from sixteen hundred eighty-five to twenty-two sixty-eight between September two thousand eleven and September two thousand twelve, which is a thirty-four percent gain, and which is one of the biggest gains in any of the categories. So it's good to see motorhomes coming back. Because we are motorhomers. But, of course, travel trailers make up by far the biggest uh, part of the RVing world.
1: And it's just indicative of the economy picking up all sorts of places. Yes. So have
0: you thought about buying me an RV present for Christmas? I was going to get you
1: that 45 plug. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. What? Now I can't get it.
0: Now you can't get it.
1: Why? What do you want for Christmas?
0: I don't know. I'm thinking about making some requests here.
1: But the credit card was already smoking. (laughs) What else could you conceivably want?
0: Digital. Digital. Yeah. Digital. How can we make our RV more digital? Who knows? Well, our last story today. The RV park doing just fine, charging five bucks a night. This is heartwarming. We talk about boondocking.
1: This is heartwarming. Yes. Um, often we've talked about this before I'm sure when we are doing long driving days we get kind of honked off when we stay in a (laughs) campground that charges us for services and facilities that we won't use because we're there just a few hours and then we go to sleep and we leave and uh, this campground not too far from Wild Drug in South Dakota in the city of Wasta charges $5 a night, has been in business for three years and is turning a profit so if they can make money money at five dollars a night there should be a lot more of these parks built all along our expressways for people who are just zipping <laughs> well along. this
0: is just an entrepreneur doing this now this is a this is a campground that is not your usual campground
1: the 24 express
0: it has eight sites electric only It has no bathrooms no showers no nothing it has just places to park and it's self-registering uh-huh but can you, can you get water there uh, probably. Yeah,
1: we think with a hose somewhere.
0: But when you're traveling on the road, you know this is out, just need. this is just in the field someplace. A place to stop. A place to stop. And Walmart's are okay, but I feel a little guilty sometimes about stopping at Walmart's because you're kind of in the way. In the way. And this is an actual regulation campground where you actually have to pay money, five bucks, and because they have no employees and there's little maintenance it works out very well
1: kudos to the 24 express campground
0: indeed so as we plan we're going to be planning here in the near future so as we plan we need help from our listeners
1: about arizona you mean
0: yes Mm -hmm. arizona california new mexico wherever we should go starting in january this is very unlike us that we haven't made significant plans
1: Well, the one reservation I did make, the lady was like, well, come whenever you want. Mm -hmm. Pick out your site after you get there. Um, We're happy to have you. Stay as long as you want. She didn't ask for deposits. I like that kind of campground.
0: Okay. Us baby boomers are on the way. So we will uh, turn it over to next month, and we will hope to hear from you, our listeners. And we hope that you will send us an email at navigator at rvnavigator.com and visit the website, rvnavigator.com, and keep us posted as to what's going on in your
1: life. We look forward to hearing from you.
0: And we hope to see you in a campground near us after we get unwinterized. Amen. Amen.